Welcome to the JFBC Students Podcast. We'll be covering everything from movies, sports, some comedy, and of course Jasper stuff. But mostly, it'll be talking with our students, their friends, and other Jasper people about their faith and what God is doing in their lives. This is the JFBC Students Podcast. Well, welcome in to the next or newest edition episode, whatever you want to call it, of the JFBC Students Podcast. Today, we're going to be a little bit different. We're going to break down a verse rather than just kind of highlight some things. We're just going to break down a verse that that we feel like is is worthy to be talked about. And so, and to help me talk about the verse, I have with me Sarah Barton and Caroline Thompson. Hello, ladies. Welcome in. What's Hi. up? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and so uh, they have graciously decided to join, and and we're just going to kind of jump into one of the most well-known Bible verses there is, which is Philippians four thirteen. Mm-hmm. I know you've heard this so many times. You've heard it probably in most. It's a lot of times I hear it in sports. Uh, somewhere, uh, Tim Tebow used to wear it underneath his eyes when he was at Florida and in the NFL too. And so Philippians 4.13 is simple. Pretty much even people that aren't probably Christians know it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me or gives me strength. And so how many times do you feel like you've heard that verse? That was the first verse I ever memorized actually. Yeah, me too. It wasn't Jesus wept. No. no. Oh, man, that should have been the first one. John eleven <laughs> thirty five. Jesus wept. Yeah. That's so yeah. easy. That also deserves its own podcast. I'm just going to throw that out there for anyone that's listening, our core audience. If you, if you want <laughs> to uh, yeah, the, uh, shut out. Uh, uh, Jesus wept's a great verse to, to really break down. But That means what. that you have to hold Justin accountable. And the no, next that's not time, what that means. Yep, that's... I mean, the next time me and Sarah are doing a podcast, we're doing that verse. Jesus okay. wept. Yeah, it's a great one. And so, but we're talking Philippians four thirteen. So if you have your Bibles, <laughs> I hope you do. But uh, you don't have to turn to them. But uh, we're going to be in Philippians and four thirteen. So let me ask this: since you've heard this verse before, how do you feel like? Not how we talked about just a second ago, but how do you feel people view this verse? first time they hear it like what do they think when they first hear this um i think for me it feels very like triumphant and kind of you can do anything and you can go out into the world and just kind of conquer the world because you have god that's what i think of yeah like jesus will give you the power to do literally anything so you can make any decision and jesus will give you that strength but i I mean that's how i always every time i see someone and before I really had a nice seminary training in some things, that's kind of what I thought, too, you know, that you could literally do anything. So I could go out, grab a basketball, and I could go dominate some folk <laughs> if, uh, if it was in the name of the Lord, right? Yeah. Uh, if me and Luke Oliver were playing one-on-one, I could smash him because I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I feel like you are always trying to slander Luke Oliver. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Any chance you get. Any chance I get, I absolutely <laughs> will. Uh, in fact, 
Uh, let me slander a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> shout out to him. Shout out Luke Oliver. Uh, we do, every year we go to a trampoline park. And every year I find myself, you know those like balance beam where you get those things you gotta fight. Are you gonna talk about how you dominate? I have be, I'm 5 and 0. <laughs> we went last week and I, I, I whipped him again. Is this your biggest accomplishment? It is. It will go on my resume. Um, You you like to talk a lot of smack, but rarely have I ever seen you back it up. Five and oh. I have the video (laughs) evidence for this. Because you know why? Because I can do all things. Right. Through Christ who gives me strength to beat up Luke Hall. Where is Philippines 413 when we're out playing (laughs) non-square? I would like to state on record I'm a very, very good, uh, adequate to good nine-square player. What is so. okay? Okay, uh, you know I'm gonna leave it here because sure, yeah. we had talked yeah. about. Yeah, let's leave it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fun. Can do all things. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, you you get this idea that if I want to turn into a transformer uh, <laughs> and like and turn into Optimus Prime or something like that, I, I can do it because <laughs> because if if God granted it to me, I can do that. But I think everyone in this room believes that if for whatever reason God was like. Justin, I want you to be Optimus Prime, which would never, ever, ever happen, uh, except for I'd dress up for Halloween or something. Uh, he could do that because God can, in fact, do all things. But that's not what Philippians 4.13 is saying, right? It's been taken out of context. It's been taken yeah. out of context. When you think about Scripture, though, so much gets taken out of context, mm-hmm. right? And And... This is probably the most version of that there is. Why do you think that is? Why do you think this verse, the I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, is taken so out of context so often? I think if you remove the context, it just seems like he's giving you strength and people want to hear that. People want strength from Jesus. So they Mm -hmm. read that one part and they're like, oh, this is what I need to hear. Like, I know that I can get through this. And the way that they take it is true. Like, Jesus can get mm-hmm. you, give you strength to get you through those times. But that's just not what that verse is specifically talking about. I think it's also that that little part is um, it's so uplifting and empowering. And, like, mm-hmm. a lot of people do need to hear that. But a lot of people don't want to hear um, all the verses kind of leading up to it. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get to those. But you're right. There, I think y'all, y'all hammered that one, like knocked it out of the park. That was great. There's another sports reference for the Philippians 4:13 crowd. <laughs> uh, but, but honestly, we want to find encouragement in Scripture, right? Mm-hmm. But it, when you open the Bible, you want to know you're loved. You want to know that you can do the. I know y'all understand this. I definitely understand. There's a lot of anxiety and depression in this world. And there's a lot of difficulty. So when you read a verse like that and you start thinking, man, I can do this with Jesus. But that is exactly what that verse is talking about. Just not always in the same way that we want to see it. Uh, My favorite pastor is a guy named J.D. Greer. Shout out, J.D. Greer. Um, He is a pastor of the Summit Church in North Carolina. He did a sermon, not on Philippians 4.3. He added this into the sermon. but He he talked about the fact that Philippians 4.13, we like to look at it as if, you're a you're a star basketball player, or not even maybe you're a bench guy. Came off the bench, and you're in the national championship game, and you've got free throws to win the game, and you're sitting there. You've got to make them both. You've already made the first one. You're tied. You make this next one. You win. You're the national champs, and so 
you envision the guy bouncing the ball and then he, he closes his eyes and says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then he sinks it and then everyone like rushes the bench. You won the national championship. They, they carry you off the court and you're a legend forever. That can happen, sure. But that's not really what that means. Mm. What he means is like if you're in that exact same scenario, it's your chance. You've got to make these two free throws to you know tie and win the game, but you miss both. And you're not carried off the court. You're not a legend. You're, not you're a pariah. You're not praised. In fact, you're the bad guy. You you at this point, uh, the fan base turns on you. God can get you through that moment. Because in that moment, you found the art of being content. And Jesus will, in fact, pull you through that. That's a better representation of what Philippians 4.13 is. Really more focused on... Like pursuing him at your lowest and not necessarily your highest moments. So Paul, when he wrote this, is writing from prison. Not exactly the Taj Mahal. Not exactly uh, a five-star. You know, he's not on 30A living his best life. (laughs) uh, Saying, man, I can do everything right now. (laughs) Yay me. And Jesus too. (laughs) Me and Jesus for life. Shout out Jesus. Uh, no, he's in prison and things aren't going good. But he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Here's the thing about the Bible. You don't just read it a verse at a time. You know, it's not intended mm-hmm. to just be like, I found this verse. This verse is great. And I'm going to apply this verse to my life. Well, I like this one. <laughs> the verses, and y'all alluded to this earlier, the verses that come before it and the verses that come after it are normally connected. It's a line of thought. It like sets the stage. It sets the stage. And so I'm going to do that. I'm going to set the stage a little bit more, and then I'm going to let you guys help me break this down. Uh, Philippians uh, chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 10. This is what it says. This is Paul writing. We're going to get to the big know-it-all verse. Everyone knows. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that you once... He's writing to people, a church in, the, in an area called Philippi, and he's writing the church... Uh, people almost like you'd be right, right now our youth group. He knows each person. He's he's kind of encouraging them to go on. It says, "I rejoice in the Lord greatly that once again you renewed your care for me. You were in fact concerned about me, but lacked the opportunity to show it." So he's talking about this congregation that cared about him. I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know both how to have a little, and I know how to have a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need, I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Boy, when you look at that, kind of changes it, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely does. What would you what do you what do you get from that when you look at it that way? He's experienced highs and lows and he doesn't necessarily dwell on either of them. He doesn't need the highs. He's not dwelling on the lows. He's just saying that he's content through all of it with Jesus. Amen. Cuz it's it's kind of hard to be content with what you have. Yeah. Like especially it is. when yeah. you know, it's so easy to look at social media and you see everyone's highest moments and you see everyone else's 
lifestyle and you want that, but Amen. Um, yeah. when you pursue him, it's you don't need that anymore. Especially in prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to leave, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he's still content with just Jesus. There's a there's a part uh, I had a pastor once tell me that like Paul looked at prison as just an opportunity. You know, there's one part where he's shackled to a guard. He's like, hey, man, I get to witness to you until you unshackle us. So, like, yes, he, you don't want to be there, but he's content in that moment. Uh, you made the, I think, Carolyn, you're the one that's talked about social media. Nobody's posting themselves at their worst. Yeah. No. No yeah. one wants to see that. No, no. You're not You're not posting yourself uh, pictures of yourself when you when you you have the worst outfit or you're in the worst mood you are finding that you see this all the time people are trying to find the perfect photo and they're they're literally finding the correct light that's going to make them look the best and, and then you go as far as to like photoshop it and yeah, you know, yeah. throw all this other filter stuff. it like crazy uh, you only want to show the times where you're in like hawaii and not when you're in uh, Jasper, Alabama, Jasper, Alabama <laughs> uh, with nothing to do or something like that. You, people only want to show the best. And social media kind of kind of does that to us. And uh, I have an old, my mentor would always say, comparison is the thief of joy. Amen. And amen. Can I get an amen? Yeah, amen. Shout out to <laughs> No cap. No cap. Um, and, and, but it's true because we allow comparison to steal our joy and, and you can't be content because like you're saying you're seeing the best of all these people but Paul is saying when you find being content you find contentment in Christ and thus you can do all things you can get through those really difficult moments we talked off air about show choir and how you have big changes coming up yes we do this upcoming yeah. season and change sometimes is okay, and then sometimes it's difficult. And I, I know that this is a difficult season for you guys. So yeah. how can Philippians 4.13, in the way that we're looking at it now, help you in this new season? It's kind of just one of those things where it, I think it helps you be more positive. I mean, you just... Like more optimistic, I guess, um, and also it's it's more about um, glorifying Him, no matter what, regardless of what it's like for us. You know, we're gonna put on a show, and we hopefully will touch some people, and they'll see God through what we do. Kind of, thing. you can take the contentment that you get from Jesus to be content and happy with just having fun at the rehearsals or even just losing if it ever came to that hopefully not lol <laughs> <laughs> and no one wants to right yeah. no one wants to be in prison so yeah. <laughs> but no one wants to be in prison no one wants to not lose. prison losing <laughs> if it came yeah. to that you would find a way to be happy just knowing that you did it with Jesus well if you think about it like show choir is an opportunity to represent Jesus yeah uh, plenty of great Opportunities, not just with your own group, but in all these competitions where you're around people, uh, to be that light and to find that contentment and to rest in Christ. You know, you, you may have the time of your life next year. You may find that it's the best ever. 
you may find that it's difficult because you, you're in a new era. Yeah. Well, anything unknown is kind of scary. Anything unknown is very scary. So once again, you can do those things if you're with Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Because even if the unknown, whether it's good or bad, like Paul is saying, I, I know what it's like to be well-fed, and I know what it's like to be hungry, but I'm content in Christ no matter what. I can do all things. So whether the unknown is, man, this is the best year ever, or this is the worst year ever, it doesn't change anything about who you are in Christ, right? And so, what kind of encouragement could we leave to others when, when they want to look at Philippians? Because a lot of times people will look at that and like they'll believe that ahead of time and then they'll struggle and they'll be like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. I thought, I thought Jesus, you were going to help me drop 30 tonight. Yeah. I thought I was going to just blast this solo like, like nobody's business. I mm -hmm. thought I was going to be able to dance. I think it's one of those things where it's easy to forget about God and it's easy to kind of not necessarily forget but you don't glorify him as much when you're at your highest and then when you're at your lowest it's like God where were you mm -hmm. and it's like the reality is he never he never left mm -hmm. so I think that's one of those moments when prayer and you know through prayer just praising him is really really important especially when you're at your lowest because we're called to praise him you know constantly yeah, and he doesn't have to give you every opportunity to be like the best of the best in order for you to be like okay mm. and content so knowing that and like understanding that that is the context can still help you derive strength from that verse mm. even when you're struggling like it's not his fault that you're struggling he's just not making you the best that you can be yeah, he's, well, he's giving you an opportunity to be you in that moment. He's right. giving you an opportunity. Like, look, to be happy God is, you are. Exactly. And God is glorified most in our weaknesses, mm -hmm. not in our strengths. Yeah. And so, and it's in our roughest moments that we can point back to Jesus, especially in this, and say, look, I'm a hot mess. <laughs> I can all have everything going together, but he does. Mm -hmm. And he's getting me through this. And I've got some, some cuts and some bruises. But he's still got. He's still getting me through each each time. Mm -hmm. I I think of um, this is a bad analogy. I'm I'm the king of bad analogies. You know, one day. We can tell. <laughs> 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 wow. Well, you know, so been on stage enough says kidding, a lot. Kidding, so kidding. Uh, my 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 pastor. I was just talking about JD Greer. Yeah. Uh, he is well spoken. He is well thought of. He's got a doctorate. I'm pretty sure he does. He's a very brilliant guy. Written a lot of books. Thousands of church members. Multiple church sites. He will not be welcomed into heaven in a greater parade than some country pastor in Walker County <laughs> who all he's done is be faithful to God's calling in his life. Mm -hmm. He's never had as big of an audience. He's probably not as well polished. He's probably never written a book. But he loved the Lord. He led people to Jesus. And he put Christ first in all things. And God is going to say the same thing. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. It won't be some 
JD, let him come in first, and then Billy Bob, you can come in later. <laughs> you know, we gotta yeah. get this processional on, and JD's this. No, it's 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 they're gonna come in together and get the same well done. And heck, we, we don't maybe maybe the other guy, maybe old Billy Bob, because there was no fanfare, gets that fanfare in heaven. Because when the world doesn't see, God sees. Mm-hmm. So, I think Philippians four thirteen can teach us a lot of things. Uh, I, it's one thing to sit here and talk about; it's another thing to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, Amen. is that not the hardest part? Is actually like we're sitting here, we're having a good time talking about God can do all things. It's always the hardest part. <laughs> but yeah. but what does it look like in your lives to see I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Um, I mean, it's just about knowing it and applying it, but. The only way that you can really know it is by reading the Bible and spending time with Him regularly. And yeah, very true. <laughs> Everyone has good moments and bad moments. It's about knowing Jesus through all of it. Like she said, just reading and understanding. Well, if we don't, if, if we're not in the Word of God, we're not going to grow. Mm-hmm. And when those bad moments come, you're not going to know. We're not going to feel like we can do all things. Yeah. So that's another huge important thing. And we're in the summer right now. We're recording this in June. The summer's not a... Hey, let me take a break from from the Word of God. Yeah, I talked with Murphy Lee, was our guest last week. Shout out, Murphy. And, we are full uh, of shout outs today. Full <laughs> shout outs today. And that was one of the things he talked about, making time. And I, I think if you don't make time, when the bad things come, it's not going to feel like you can, in fact, do all things through Christ. Mm-hmm. So, um, y'all have any encouragements you want to give out to anything before we we wrap this bad boy up got anything else you want to add to the philippians 4 13 i think i would just encourage people to read philippians yeah like Honestly. just i mean just like the book in general is full of really great things and i think it also touches on anxiety a lot and it's there's some verses in there that have helped me with my anxiety and stuff like that yeah we talked about how some of that's kind of what you don't want to hear necessarily like some of it is going to sound like what you don't want to hear but then you you read it more and you understand it more and you realize that it can be encouraging Mm -hmm. in the best way in a way that you really need to hear philippians is a very encouraging letter Mm -hmm. it's intended he's encouraging this this church and we can find not always gonna hear what you want to want you're gonna hear what you want in these four chapters Mm -hmm. but it is encouraging in your faith about running the race and and doing it well and so and a lot of times what you want to hear isn't what it's always like it's always like God's. I, sometimes I just feel like He's saying, "Yeah, that's great. Let me lead you to something better." So it's you know He kind of sees the full picture in that. He does. Yeah, and that's He may not <laughs> always show us the full picture, but mm-hmm. He gives you glimpses and knowing that ultimately the full picture is heaven mm-hmm. and getting to be there. And we have to be just be faithful and following one step at a time. So. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. (laughs) That's the other thing. Um, Y'all kind of nailed this one. Knocked it out of the park in this discussion of Philippians 4.13. I think it would be important that we... I'm going to let y'all sign off at the very end. But how about I pray for those that may not fully know uh, this verse or that are going through something that they can find encouragement in that. And then I'll let you guys take it away and sign it off. 
Yeah. All right. Let's pray. Uh, God, Lord, I thank you so much for your word and what it means. God, I pray for the person listening to this right now that finds themselves struggling, uh, finds themselves in a bit of anxiety, or maybe they're in a depressed state, or um, God, they're just they're just not they're not finding a way to be content. God, if they know you and they're in Jesus, may we find that contentment right there. God, I pray for those that think that Philippians 4.13 means they can conquer the world. Uh, God, maybe that happens, but probably not. Uh, God, I pray that they would be content in Jesus. We would not compare ourselves to others, but we would just be content in your son, Jesus Christ. Uh, I pray for those. We lift them up to you. God, I thank you for Caroline and Sarah and the time we've had. And God, that you would just continue to bless this and bless those listening. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, ladies, I'm going to let y'all turn it over, and I'm going to let you sign us off, and uh, we're going to wrap a bow on this and hand it out as a present. How are we supposed <laughs> to sign off? <laughs> what do you mean? You, you just say goodbye. Oh. oh, you want to do my job? No, you sign <laughs> off. As a no, wait, so we're taking your place. Is oh, yeah, you're, you're taking saying. my place. We're taking over. You're taking over. We could okay. probably do better anyway. Yeah, don't even worry. Okay. They're going to host next week. So. All right, great. So cool. this is now the Caroline and Sarah podcast. Um, deuces. Welcome. Let me just okay. dab on them real quick. Okay. Ew. <laughs> For those of, us, of you who can't see, we're dabbing right now. <laughs>